Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, welcome to another edition of your personal branded podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive, and this edition my guest is Tiffany Toombs. Tiffany, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. As a pleasure, I treasure. <laughs> Tiffany is a master practitioner, a trainer in NLP, Matrix, the CEO of Blue Lotus Mind and Mindset Coaching. She's been doing this almost 20 years now. Uh, uh, Tiffany, we just want to get to know who Tiffany really is without, without all these titles and accolades, but who are you? Ah, I like that. Um, I mean, when we take away all the accolades and titles, I'm just a girl who likes to wear yoga pants and hang out with her dog and travel the world. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, I'm big about um, just living a life that feels good. And so that's what I do every day, and that's what I help other people do every day. Tiffany, over the past years or a decade ago, what has been your pain points, and how did you overcome such trauma, such pain, to be able to position yourself as a coach now? Walk us through your... Um, I mean, my journey has been, you know, I, I was abused as a girl growing up. Um, I've dealt with infidelity many times in relationships, um, one of which was probably the, the biggest wake-up call for me about living my life small is um, the day that I found out that I was pregnant was the day I found out my boyfriend had a girlfriend in another state. And so from there, um, life kind of fell apart for a little while. I ended up um, losing the baby. My body couldn't handle the stress with everything that was going on uh, in my life. and but, but I look at that now as that was really the launch pad to help me realize that getting over it um, or just moving on, which I think we're often told to do in society, is, is not the way to go about it. You don't actually gain any resolution over your emotions when you just move on, it's really just a fancy way of, of suppressing them. And so what I am passionate about doing now is helping other people gain the same resolution over their emotions that I got when I first, um, when I first decided to deal with, with the stuff that I had been facing through my entire life. And that allowed me, that's allowed me to help thousands of people all over the world change their lives. Tiffany, somebody listening to us at this moment is going through some challenges, um, depression, some anxiety, uh, similar to what you experienced a decade over a goal. How did you handle such stress and pressure? What are the steps? How did you come out of all this successfully and become strong now? How did you do that? I think the biggest thing is recognizing and acknowledging that you're in that place. Um, I think that we can't make any change until we acknowledge that there is something going on and that we're not okay. There seems to be this, um, people, people seem to take pride in continuing on 
when they're not feeling okay, not taking time out for themselves, not taking that break. And I think that's what we need. So for me, when my depression and my anxiety was at its peak was recognizing that I needed to put a lot of things on hold. I needed to get rid of a lot of things, whether it was things in my house, uh, whether it was relationships that were holding me back or that were quite toxic to me, whether it was um, friendships or just people that were bringing me down. I think for me, the, the best thing I ever did was to take that, to, to create space and to take time for me to really connect with myself, to really connect with myself and to listen to what was going on in my heart and what my body and my soul was wanting to tell me so that I could readjust and change course and start moving towards the life that I'm meant to be living. So the, the question and the concern is, um, firstly, you mentioned that uh, you need to really acknowledge or accept uh, the fact that uh, things uh, are not right with you and you need to listen to yourself. How do you listen to yourself, your body, your spirit, your inner self? How do you do that? I personally um, look at things as, I, I personally, when I when I like to listen to myself, I ask myself a question and then I give myself silence and, and the space to listen. So, so I think a lot of people... So take us through that particular moment in about uh, years back when you felt that pressure, that anxiety. How did you mm -hmm. suddenly, I mean, decide to relax and listen to yourself? What's at, what did you do exactly? Where, how did you come out of that so what I, I honestly, I went to the beach. I went to the beach where it was quiet, um, when I could have space and time to breathe and just to think and just to be without the pressures of anybody asking me for things. I would leave my phone in the car so that, you know, I, I didn't feel obligated to answer it. I think a lot of times we have these roles in society. I was running a business. I was a daughter. I was a sister. I was a friend to people. And even though I felt like I was drowning in my own quicksand of my life, it's easy to get caught up in answering the phone when somebody else needs something and going and helping them before we help ourselves. So for me, it was scaling all of that back, getting rid of the noise around me and sitting with myself quietly in, I mean, I didn't sit in a traditional place of meditation, but I, I gave myself that quiet and that space to just sit and ask myself the questions because ultimately the unconscious mind always wants to give us the answer to what we're looking for. We just often ask the question and then get so busy rushing through our day that we never actually hear or are aware that we're being given the answer. So for me, it was just about taking that time and space I went to the beach every single night, probably for two months at sunset. Surprisingly, nobody else was on the beach. This is like a beach that was like 15 miles long. There was very rarely anybody else there. And me and my dog would just sit there. Sometimes I'd do yoga. Sometimes I'd just sit there and watch the waves. But I just sat there and I allowed myself to catch my breath. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of – it's like running a marathon, right? Like at the end, you're really – you're out of breath, you're tired, 
and people go from running one marathon to the next, especially when they're in that place of depression. We need to give ourselves that time to rest and to catch our breath and to figure out, is this next marathon the one that I actually want to run or is there a better path for me? And that's what I did. Uh, now, Tiffany, speak to someone now who is listening to us that going through the same situation. Uh, what should he or she do now? You went to the beach, had time for yourself. The person has got a lot of workload, there's stress and pressure. How do I overcome this? Tiffany, help me. So I would recommend for anybody who's in that place to get out your calendar and actually block in time. Like if you know that you have to go to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, then put it in your calendar that Saturday or Sunday you're just going to go somewhere where you can have quiet. If you live in the city, go out to the country. Drive somewhere where you have space, both physical and mental. Turn your phone off and just let yourself feel the emotions. The only way that we can ever truly gain resolution over an emotion is to feel it. And that's what most people don't do is they don't allow themselves the time and the space to feel those emotions so they never actually get resolved. And at the same time, we, you know, it, I was like that for so long. I would say when I have a free time, when I have a free day or when I have free time, that's when I will decide to, um, that's when I'll decide to, to go out to the beach or to take some time off. You'll never have free time. You All have right. to block it in, right? You have to, you have to plan that free time in. You have to, even now, like I have in my calendar, like self love time. I'll tell my boyfriend, like, every Sunday night between this time and this time, I'm going to go and have a bath and I'm going to put on some relaxing music and I'm going to turn out the lights, lights and candles and just have that self-love time. So the best way, whether you're in depression or you've suffered from it before or you feel like it might be something that catches you up to you in the future, the best way to overcome it or to avoid getting into that situation again is to put that self-loving time Put that time for you to have space and to have silence into your calendar so that you can actually start listening to your mind and to your thoughts and to the emotions that you're having. It's a very profound note. We, we don't have time. We make time. So that mm -hmm. if you think that, okay, I'm waiting for so and so time or everything to be okay before I can, I can block some time of my calendar to do the things that I need to do, you will never be able to make it. So like you mentioned, you must make time that this week, this month, I must do this for myself. So you need to have what I call the me time. You block time for yourself, like you tell a boyfriend, this day is mine or this hour is mine, so that you can get back to yourself and draw things from within. Yeah, and people who truly care about you will understand that. My boyfriend, my friends, my family, they know that for me to show up best as girlfriend or coach or sister or daughter, whatever it is that I am in this life, the way for me to best show up in those roles is to have that time for me. The way to best show up as a mother or father for your kids is to make sure that you have time for you to work on you. We're so focused on helping everybody else that we never give ourselves a chance to help ourselves. Somebody said that I asked the question, who motivates the motivator? Who coach the coach? <laughs> yeah, and it's a great question. And anybody I know who is successful in the coaching or mentoring field, 
they make time to find a coach or mentor that can help them as well. So it, it's an important part of continued growth and just living life. Now back to um, your uh, recovery process. So what are some of the answers or solutions or resolutions that you made during those recovery process of your journey? For me, it was about deciding that I needed to live my truth. And that's ultimately become the basis of all the work that I do now is that I am here for a reason and I have to follow my truth. Other people society, parents, friends, teachers, government, so many people are telling us who we should be nowadays. And oftentimes that's not in alignment with who we truly are. And so it's about finding that time and that space to just speak your truth and to live in alignment with what you're supposed to be. And honestly, since I started living in alignment with my truth and felt like listening to my intuition, listening to my heart and soul and less listening to my brain and the external noise around me, my depression and anxiety has completely subsided. And the days where it does kind of pop up, I know how to get through it a lot faster than I ever did before. Well, so, so it's, it's one of the thing is that one need to discover him or herself to find yourself, find your bliss, as Campbell would put it. So you need to find that, that your aha moment. What the reason why you are here? There's something within. Once you find that, it makes the process quite easy and a journey more fulfilling. Yeah, for sure, it, it definitely does. And for the people that are listening who are like, "Well, I don't know what my truth is," mm-hmm. that's that's where you need to carve in that time to start listening because your truth lies within the things that you're passionate about doing the things that you could do every day for the rest of your life and never need a holiday from, those are the things that make up your truth, the things that you're really good at doing, the things that light you up, that make your heart sing, those are the things that make up your truth. And don't worry about whether or not you can make money from it Mm -hmm. at the start. Just focus on connecting with those things. I mean, if, if I made a list of things that I love doing, I love animals, specifically horses and dogs. I love talking to people. I love traveling. I love yoga. I love, you know, being playful. And if anybody had told me that I would one day combine those, all those loves into something that would help people have a profound change in their life, I probably would have laughed because I I would have said, who would pay money to do all of those things, right? To hang out with dogs or with horses to, I mean, lots of people travel, but who would pay money to do that in a personal development sense? And yet I have people lining up to do it. So don't worry about monetizing your passions right away. Just connect with them first. Take that step towards living and incorporating the things that you're passionate about into your life every day. And how you monetize that will show itself. Uh, Martin Luther King said that, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. And there's nothing truer than living a life of your truth in that just take that first step towards living your best life and how you monetize that, how you make money from your passions. It'll make itself known to you, but you have to show the universe that you're willing to do those things first. Awesome. Uh, Let's go listen a few dots here. Before we start the conversation, I asked uh, Tiffany the, the meaning of her surname, Tombs, and I said perhaps it could be from the word Tomb itself. So I can relate it with this way for you. 
Tiffany, you went through difficult situation. That was your tomb. It was like you were dead. Things were yeah. difficult. But through your tomb, you resurrected came back to life, and now you are giving hope and life to others. Mm, that's I love that actually. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, at this particular moment, you mentioned that once you find yourself and able to discover who you are, what you're born to do, and and you should not look at immediately how to make profits from it, but how you can connect with people. Now, I want you to walk listeners through this. Somebody is going through similar pain, the person is recovering. How do you take your pain into purpose, then into profit? So how you pick your pain into now you find purpose out of your pain. Now, you are, how do you, out of the pain, helping people to make profit out of it? Using your own story and listeners can connect and how they can also make the best out of their situations. Mm. So for me, I think the reason that people don't often get purpose from their pain is because they're too busy running away from it. And for me, once I really stopped and asked myself, what is it that I need to learn from this? So when I had that miscarriage and my life crumbled and I you know, lost a bunch of friends and lost my three-year relationship, broken heart, um, I realized that I was attracting people who didn't value me into my life, people who didn't truly love me because I didn't value or love myself. I'm a big believer that every person we meet, every situation that comes about, we are meant to learn something from them. And we'll get stuck in the same situations or the same patterns over and over until we actually learn those lessons. Uh, So let me break here a little you said something quite profound. You see, you say you attracted people who didn't love and care for you because you didn't love and care for yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it means that if you don't love yourself, you don't treat yourself right, people, the environment around you is going to treat you the same way. So our relationship with ourselves and with everything in our environment, whether that's money, whether that's um, you know, the tidiness of our home is a direct reflection of how we feel about ourselves. So if I don't value myself or love myself, then I'm not going to set boundaries, which means I'm going to let people walk all over me. People who are people pleasers tend to do this a lot. They feel like they have to give to others first in order for others to love them back without seeing that you're lovable just by being you. You are lovable in and of yourself without doing anything for anybody else. And when people start recognizing that and start loving themselves, then they start setting boundaries. And that's what I did for me. I had a series of relationships before the one with the miscarriage where it was like I was dating the same person over and over. The face of the person just changed and their behavior got progressively worse because I wasn't learning the lesson that I needed. And so our pain is here to teach us lessons. And ultimately our pain, as human beings, we won't change anything until we're in pain. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there, there's the story about the, um, the frog in the pot of water, how if you put a frog into boiling hot water, mm-hmm. it'll just jump out because it's too hot. Yeah. There's pain that's causing that frog to move. And we're the same as humans. We need pain to, as a catalyst for change. Very few people will change without there being a pain point. 
And the way that you turn your pain into purpose is by sitting down and understanding what it is that you need to learn from each of those circumstances. What is it that those circumstances are are teaching you? What resources are you getting from that? Is that, you know, from my situation, I learned... I learned how to be more compassionate for people. I, I recognized that we have to deal with our emotions. We can't just sweep them under the carpet like I had been doing since childhood with the child abuse that I faced from my stepmom. You, you know, I learned that we need to set boundaries, that we actually need to love ourselves, and that it's not narcissistic to love ourselves, that it's actually needed to love ourselves. The, the only way that we can show up as our best self is to be self-loving and to set boundaries. Um, I learned, you know, I, I actually learned how to deal with my emotions in that circumstance. So once we learn the lessons from our pain and we, and we get that purpose from it, we can turn it into profit because there is somebody out there who needs to hear our story. It doesn't matter if you're a coach if you are somebody who, uh, you know, if you're a teacher, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you love fixing people's cars, if you love baking, somebody needs to hear your story. And by hearing your story, pe- you're going to change people's lives that way. And people, people don't connect with perfection. People connect with vulnerability. And I think in, in modern day, we've kind of lost that. We've put up this front of like, I am the best at this, or, you know, I'm going to tell you what I think that you want to hear. When in reality, what we want to talk about is who we are underneath it all. When we take all the, like you said to me in the beginning, when you take all the ac- the accolades and the labels and the qualifications away, who are we at our core? Because that's who people are going to connect to. That's true. People connect with vulnerability, so you need to let them know that you are not a perfect human being, you're not a superhuman being. You, you, you also have some some difficulties and challenges, and once you're able to connect with those pain and how especially you were able to overcome it, they, they're able to connect with you easily, then you can build on that. So that's mm-hmm. it. So how do you then transition that into profit? You, you, you said it surprised you didn't even know that you, you could ever connect your fan and all the things that you love and passionate about into one whole piece or thing that can even make you profit now. How do we mm-hmm. connect all these all together for something more profitable? So what I did was I asked myself, the things that I love doing, what problem does that solve for other people? Right. You, yeah. We make profit by solving other people's problems or by being that being the light to show them that there is a way out of their pain. People spend money on overcoming their pain, their challenges, their problems. And so what you have to ask yourself is, how does my story, how does the things that I'm passionate about doing solve somebody else's pain? Right. Because, you know, I, I, I believe that we're all here to change somebody's life and maybe you bake the best apple pie. Well, that's going to solve a lot of people's pain because a lot of people love pie. Right. And a lot of people don't want to spend the time and the frustration in figuring out how to perfect the pie when they can just buy one from you because that's what you're passionate about. Maybe you're here to change somebody's life by doing the best oil change or doing the best car tune up. Ultimately, that um, 
that service that you're providing is going to save them time. It's going to save them heartache. It's going to save them from breaking down on the side of the road. So when you look at your passions, ask yourself, where can I solve somebody else's pain? What, you know, what troubles or problems can I take away for somebody else? Because that's how you're going to make a profit from the things that you're passionate about. Awesome. So your pain or your, your, it, it, it should solve a problem for someone. It should meet a need for someone, some way, somehow. And people should be willing to exchange money for those services that you're doing so well. Regardless of how little or, or big you might, might see, it should help somebody, some way, somehow. Because we are connected. We are here to help people. Yes, I agree. We're all here to change somebody's life somehow. Yeah, that's true. Now, putting all this together, if I need to ask you, what would be your three main points to someone listening who's going through some pain, uh, struggle, find the purpose, and trying to make profit? What would be your three main pillars or keys you want to leave for them? Uh, my three main pillars would be to put yourself first. So especially when you're in a place of pain, that's your body and your mind and your soul crying out for you to put yourself first. And once you start putting yourself first and finding that love for yourself, then start setting boundaries, recognizing that just because somebody has been in your life for a while doesn't mean that they always need to be there. Mm, um, you know, people, people come into our life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And oftentimes we want everyone to be there for a lifetime, but that's not possible. So recognizing the people who have lived their reason or lived their season in your life and you can let go of those relationships in a loving way. It doesn't need to be a negative thing, but recognizing that you need to set boundaries and that's the most self-loving thing that you can do. So pillar one, put yourself first. Pillar two, set boundaries. Pillar three, connect with the things that you're passionate about the things that make your soul light up because that's what the world needs more of. Now, stop being a selfish bitch. Tiffany. Mm. <laughs> yes. It's my favorite phrase. Why should we stop being a selfish bitch? Tell us. So that was uh, that's the title of my book, obviously. And it actually started out as a personal project for me. Um, at the end of 2017, I actually lost everything while I was living in Australia because I, again, wasn't fully living my truth. I was coaching part-time on the side, but I was involved in other businesses that weren't right for me. And so I lost everything. And as I went through the process of moving from Canada or from Australia back home to Canada, I was deciding what I was going to do to make money. And a lot of people were telling me to go the safe route and just get a job, um, you know, the typical nine to five. And my heart was calling me to, to just go all in on coaching. I'd never fully supported myself financially through coaching. So there was some hesitation and some fear there, but I just, I decided that that's what I needed to do. So how Stop Being a Selfish Bitch started was I asked myself one day, how many lives would I change if I just believed in myself for 365 days straight? Awesome. And so I started, I started that journey and then it ended up becoming my book. And in my book, there's two parts to my book. I share a, um, 
I share uh, the the most common things that people are going to face on their journey that will stop them or attempt to stop them from living their best life. So whether that's your own limiting beliefs or the beliefs that you, you know, you've held on to being in your comfort zone, haters, money, time, all these things are going to pop up as obstacles on the journey and how you can overcome them. And then the second part of the book is basically a step-by-step guide of how you leave your comfort zone to start living your best life every day, regardless of any of those obstacles that pop up for you. Um, tell us uh, this particular thing. How do one stop or people stop themselves from stop, I mean, uh, limiting beliefs, overcome such limiting beliefs and negative thoughts? How? Quick, quick, quick ways we can do that. Um, so I think the first way to get rid of a limiting belief is to recognize that you actually have it. Uh, a lot of people will get stuck on focusing on the behavior that is the self-sabotage. So whether that's procrastination or not setting boundaries, people pleasing, needing to be perfect, whatever the, whatever it is. And recognizing that behind every behavior is a belief system. And a lot of people tend to focus on the behavior instead of the belief system. But the behavior will never fully change until we address the belief system. And so recognizing the belief system that exists and then asking yourself, who was it that installed this belief system in you? Because, you know, we're, we're not born with these limiting beliefs. I mean, we, we actually, sorry, we can be born with these limiting beliefs because they can be passed down through our genes. Ooh. Um, but recognizing where did this come from? Is it, you know, did I hear my parents talking about this when they were, when I was growing up or when I was a kid? Is this from my grandpa or my grandma, my grandma or a previous ancestor? Who is this belief coming from? And how may I have misperceived this belief system? Because a lot of times we perceive events in our life, and I'll give an example. When I, when my stepmom was abusing me growing up, my perception of that as a little girl was that her, because she abused me, that meant I wasn't good enough. Except what it really meant was that I challenged her in some way. I challenged her safety. Um, you know, I, she, she was hurt and hurt people hurt people. She, Yeah, she had been abused in previous relationships. So in being with my dad, I, you know, my biological dad, I took away the attention that she would get when I wasn't there. And she didn't know how to deal with her emotions. And I was the one that she took it out on. And so oftentimes when we start to reframe that perception and see it from a different angle, that gets rid of the limiting belief on its own. So again, the title listeners is Stop Being a Selfish Bitch by Tiffany you need to get a copy overcome all this uh, self-limiting beliefs and doubts and stress and how she practically did it there's a book I believe is going to best help you Tiffany if you had to give the world your billion dollar advice what would that be? my billion dollar advice would be to love yourself first above anything else love yourself above anything else and yes. lastly, what what has been one of your secrets in building your personal brand? Um, giving something to people before I ask for anything in return. So I focus on every day putting out quality content that will help people change their life. 
and then asking. So Gary V talks a lot about give, 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 and then ask, and I'm the same way. If you're giving people value, it will it'll be easy to build your business because people will already know that you're the expert. That's true. That's true. Tiffany, um, where can listeners connect with you for your coaching, your resources? How can they connect with all the value that you are giving out to the world? They can connect with me on Facebook. So um, facebook.com forward slash blue lotus minds. So blue like the color, lotus like the flower, minds like your brain. Or on my website at bluelotusminds.com. Bluelotusmind.com. Connect with Tiffany and get any other resource that you may need. Tiffany, is there any other thing you want listeners to know from you? Just, I'm excited to watch each and every one of you start living your best life through self-love. Awesome. Live your best life now. Stop being a selfish bitch. I think I like this. You need to stop being and start mm-hmm. living your best life today now through radical self-love. Alright, so if you enjoyed this podcast, head on to Amazon.com slash Otter slash Bernard Kelvin and get all my books on building a successful personal brand, personal brand, corporate branding. Just go to Amazon.com slash Otter slash Bernard Kelvin or at best just go to Amazon.com and search for Bernard Kelvin Climb. All my books will be available to you. Just purchase copies and buy some for your friends. The best is yours.